In February 2020, my next guest published her very first book, Gaff Goddess, a book we have referred to repeatedly on this programme. And I have to say, I've referred to it repeatedly in my own life to keep my house going. Laura DeBarra is the queen of DIY, and she is back with a new book, Decor Galore, The Essential Guide to Styling Your Home. And she joins me now. Hello, Laura. Thanks for having me. I am so happy to have you here. So happy to have you here physically in front of me because we were just saying February 2020, what a time to bring out a book, eh? Yeah. I was crazy because I just assumed we'd bring it out and then like I'd get to come back and like go to a bookstore with my mom and see it I never did yeah. like we were just went into lockdown like a month and a half later or whatever and it was just it was crazy like it was I would just hear about it but yeah. I never because I was in a different country so I never got to see it because I wasn't out in the UK yeah of course because you're based in London and yeah. anybody who follows you on Instagram will know that because you share so many lovely bits of London in your Instagram <laughs> stories and I think a lot of people really got to love you in Instagram because mm. I remember the first time that I started following you my friend was like oh you have to follow this girl she's amazing with dishwashers and I was <laughs> like what <laughs> and then I started watching and I was like oh wow she is amazing with dishwashers um so can you tell us a little bit about for people who don't know you um about how you came to know so much about dishwashers and everything else that goes on in a home I do I will just say I do I'm obsessed with dishwashers but aside from that I am I work in London in property um I buy properties for companies that I work for and then I was only supposed to go in and decorate them and then I was like hang on a second no one's decorating with the, with the tenant in mind what's going on I rent like so it's like you get into a property on your first day and the dishwasher's broken so you can't use the dishwasher for the first week mm-hmm. why is no one checking that yeah. like estate agents no unless they're managing the property and even then they only check certain amounts so what I do is they could give me a hundred pounds even just to put flowers in for they'll say oh here's a hundred quid put flowers in for a photo shoot mm. I'll just take that hundred quid and I'll repaint the bathroom and I'll fix some of the appliances and I'll put in something nice for the tenant like mattress top and stuff like that yeah. so my job is supposed was supposed to be decorating and then I ended up just taking over all the other sides of it saying like we're doing it wrong like your portfolio instead could actually be ten, four tenants you yeah. know like I can't like stop people having portfolio properties but anyone that I'm involved with will be one that's good for the tenant so yeah. I buy like instead of a black leather couch a couch bed you know like but how did you know how to do that because I've never owned my own house <laughs> ever like and it's I think I've gone I've lived in the worst flat chairs like I used to live in a flat where there was mushrooms growing out of my wardrobe because oh the mould no. was so bad needs must it was perfect for my budget you know <laughs> I'd rather have spent my money going out so I think like I and I've bought probably about 60 couches now 50-60 couches yeah. um, for work so I really know what you know and I know that like if you live in a one bed flat you want a couch bed for when someone comes and stays over mm. and like this whole concept of like it not being a home because it's a renter just drives me up the walls yeah that's that's interesting it's something that came up for me recently because I did some work on the house that I live in even though I rent it and lots of people in my Instagram stories were like why are you doing that that doesn't make sense but I felt it did make sense because yeah. I live there yeah. and I'm not going anywhere anytime soon and it's literally my life yeah and, and in other countries it's exactly what people do like friends of mine in New York will they'll like completely like they'll paint every single wall house and then they paint it back to white before they leave yeah it's so common like in other places I just don't know why tenants are thought of as messy children yeah I must get now that leather couch in case they in case they was yeah you know like what sorry like <laughs> do, what do you think I'm up to when the landlord leaves so it has to be a home but then I always think that like 
home shouldn't be too show homey either. I think mm. you can go for flair in things that don't affect your day-to-day living. Like I loved what you did with paint because you can still freely use the space and it's not like, oh, don't sit on the good couch. You know, instead it's like, the goodness is in places that aren't disrupting your daily life, you know? Yeah, well, let's talk about the book because, you know, if if anybody doesn't have Gaff Goddess, Gaff Goddess is kind of like a DIY, how to fix things in your home, how to own your space and feel empowered in it. And I love that you always say, like, DIY and Gaff Goddess, it's not about men and women. Um, and I know my husband has referred to Gaff Goddess many a time. <laughs> it is just such a useful book to have in your house. Like, I can't remember, something happened recently and my husband... Your sister, and I remember. It was our sister, and our sister <laughs> in our toilet was doing something dodgy. And my husband tweeted, like, you know, anyone, any tips? And someone was like, obviously Louise has Gaff Goddess, why don't you just look in there? And he was like, oh yeah (laughs) and he did and he was able to fix it and he had that feeling of empowerment like Mm -hmm. it's not gender specific Um, but this book is about decor obviously Mm -hmm. and about how to make your space feel beautiful and work really well for you which is something you're obviously so passionate about yeah and like I think a lot of decor books it's, I'm like I can't wait to see her in a shop because I'm just going to be it's going to be like around all the decor shops that are people who are like here's how to have a house that looks like mine that's not what I'm doing instead I'm like here's to have a house that you love but when you're buying a couch no things like rub tests fabric con- um, composition when you're buying a rug sofas tiles it's like arming people with knowledge to then create it so it's not necessarily telling you what your home should look like which I just think is just it's too there's a snobbery in interior that's based around budgets whether you own your home Mm -hmm. and then also it's like it's usually a quite an affluent person showing off their home yeah like that's what a lot of interior is yeah it's it's aspirational and it but it's it's just people with a lot of money showing people who don't have a lot of money what a lot of money can do for you in an interior space you know and instead you're missing out on all the joy and the learning and the fun and the sense of achievement and the empowerment of doing something yourself that's built around you that nobody else can have because you can have the same stuff as somebody in your house but if it's the consideration and the positioning and the thought behind it goes in in a way that you create it's priceless so I wanted to create a book that was about creating a space that you love but like not adding to landfill, not doing loads of throwaway, being able to watch like loads of TV programs and stuff with stuff and think, hmm, it is lovely, but it's not for me because I know that I have a kid and a dog and yeah. I, I need a different fabric. It's yeah. kind of like making the customer so knowledgeable that when you do see somebody, let's say online, um, talking about something, you can be like, wow, that is great. I do love that. Yeah. And you know that you're not being duped because you're like, I actually have the knowledge to know that's really for me. I love it. You yeah, know? I, I think I've learned a lot from you from watching your stories and from reading Gaff Goddess. And I think one of the things that is really consistent with everything that you do is kind of a thoughtfulness that I think we, we lost a bit as a society, as our spending became more frenzied. And it's coming back in a little bit, I think, with the rise of sustainability and people being more considered in the way that they live, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. But you really taught me that, you know, if I need a kettle, like instead of just going and buying the kettle that's in the shop, I I research the kettle. (laughs) I'm like, this is an opportunity to have something beautiful in my space, Mm -hmm. which I would never have considered before. But that's kind of, that's that's what you're all about. And there's a lot of that in Decor Galore, isn't there? Yeah, like I love that. Like if you the things that we do every single day should be the most stunning fabulous things that we do Mm -hmm. and stunning is different for everybody and fabulous is different for everybody like 
your fabulous might and my fabulous might be rhinestones. Somebody else's might be minimal. Yeah. But like, find your fabulous in the ordinary. Yeah. You know, like my kettle, literally, it looks like something in a casino. I love it. But the joy it brings me when I push that button in the morning, like it's just if you research into things as well. I always say like you're the bouncer and the gatekeeper for your home. You are a responsible for everything that comes in that door. Why isn't that something you love? Why isn't that something stunning? Now. If you do buy it like that, you're less likely to get rid of it. Yeah. So it's it slows down the consumption. It's because I much prefer slow fashion and like slow consumption in general. But like your home, you're living with these things. Yeah. You're living with them every day. It's not like a dress that goes in the back of your wardrobe. Yeah. You know. So I do think finding joy in small things will slow down a lot of consumption. Yeah. And I just love it anyway because it adds to your day. Well, I just love like when you set yourself up for a snack and you're having monster munch out of a crystal bowl. Like it's just <laughs> it's it is inspirational. <laughs> it tastes better. I promise. It tastes like having a hangover and a big dirty bag of crisps inside a crystal gold rim bowl it just makes me feel like I'm even 2% better so why not do it <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about what's covered in the book so that people can mm-hmm. you know know um, how chock-a-block it is with information I mean there's everything in there from hosting to like you know laying the table for a dinner party um, zoning I know you're really big on so maybe just explain zoning briefly for people who don't understand sure so we now these days don't have a room for every single thing. You know, there's not usually like a separate dining room, like living room, tea room, etc. So instead we live in multi-use spaces. I know I certainly do in an apartment. Mm. And zoning off the rooms into areas of use, not only like the impact it has on storage and not feeling like overwhelmed by your stuff is massive, but it makes the use of things throughout the room so much easier. And it means that you set lighting up for the zone Thinking of all aspects of the zone actually makes your room and the use of your room so much better. Like mm. the impact it'll have positively is like I always move around furniture when I go in, even though I've been told to go in and just, I don't know, assess like a dishwasher in a rental. If it's no one lives there, I'll be moving the furniture around. <laughs> I'm like, why is that facing that way? When you come in after a hard day, you should be facing this way, whatever. And then in this book, we kind of graduate like up from the basic zoning that was covered in Gaff Goddess into roots and pits, pit stops. So every room has roots that you naturally walk around. Yeah. Like, think about that in every room. Right now, think about your path from your kitchen to your dining table. Mm. Does that route have things along it that involve both of those places? Mm. Your hallway usually has a route, a pit stop that turns into a traffic jam because mm. it's like keys and bowls and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. So if we start to design around those, then we can have lovely aesthetic things around as well. So it's about being practical, but also gorgeous. You know, um, I uh, you write about the home office in this book. There's a section about that, which of course makes sense because you wrote this book during the pandemic, um, and so many people are now working from home. Mm-hmm. What are some of the keys to making a home office just right? I think the first thing you got to think about is it's not necessarily like we need to throw out the, the concept of office almost in our head and make it a workstation, right? Because most of us don't have a separate room and if we do have a set like I have a separate room that my desk is in I also dry my clothes in there yeah. like it's also got like a wardrobe in there etc yeah. and yeah, I work so you've got to be like very lucky if you've got a room that's just an office and listen call me if you yeah. have a room <laughs> if you just have an office in your house I want to visit so I think like I've worked from home for about five years and most of my friends are freelance or like they don't have the most typical setup at work going into an office every single day. So a lot of us have a workstation at home. So mm. I always wanted it in a book that I was writing about decor anyway, um, because lighting is so important. Like you can keep your melatonin at a level that keeps you productive through lighting. Mm. No one talks about that. Instead, they're talking about expensive desks, yeah. color, positioning, um, 
physically setting up, breaking down and setting up a desk in the day, even it's just the smallest little things like having just a so just a mug that you just use when you're working and you never use it again in your house yeah. for anything outside of work. Those kind of things like and kind of like what you like having natural things around materials and things that have like it's as humans were designed basically to be quite calm around greenery mm. and natural fibers and stuff like that so like filling your desk with things like that brings a sense of calm yeah. so it kind of breaks it all down in the book like that might make not very much sense but it breaks it down in the book in a way that you can instantly just grab things around your house set it up and you instantly have a space that not only makes you feel good but makes you productive yeah people get really into the aesthetics of an office but then has anyone else sat on a really uncomfortable pink velvet stool for eight hours <laughs> yeah. that looked absolutely stunning in a Pinterest picture? But like you actually have to sit on the thing. So yeah. it talks about the ergonomic kind of like I've setup. watched enough like, you know, posh girl New York uh, studio apartment tours to know that those pink velvet seats are everywhere. And I always think that. I'm like, your arse would be burning. It's terrible. <laughs> I worked in a fashion office once where we had, we got those in because for our buyer meetings, but at the time, dark denim, like little mini skirts and stuff were all on trend and leather, uh, well, fake leather, and all of the chairs got stained after the first like four meetings. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, oh my God, what like what has happened here? Like, So I think you've got to think about how the things live with you, not just how they look with you. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's so much in here, uh, but as I said, all the information is super useful. I was delighted to even see like water pressure is yeah. written about how to figure out if you, there's a problem there because yep. it's something that I, like I, that obviously stood out to me because it's something that I'm experiencing. Uh, but like smells, Christmas decorations, like I feel like every kind of potential home aspect is in here. <laughs> how do you like even said like how do you first of all, how do you figure out how you can cover all your bases and how do you know when you're done? So I probably would have written seven times the size of that book. So okay. it's usually <laughs> my editor Fiona that's like and we need to trim. OK, so decor but- galore too. Yeah, I think there, there could be a decor galore 10 at this stage. I'd say. <laughs> I'm just like, but we've got to learn this. But mainly... I end up always and it was the same at Graph Goddess it's the grey area things I write down like lo- I always make mini fake books at the start and then I I I basically open them up as if I'm not me <laughs> and I go ooh that is juicy or that should follow this but I make little fake ones and I do little fake drawings in them and do a little fake spine and stuff like that so that I kind of feel it out how it would look that's why this became a tour of a home because yeah. it made more sense so you come with me like I mean I would love if anyone came on like a tour of a fake house at me so it's like this is what we're doing and then I wanted to turn things on their head like Christmas drives me mad the way the consumption is the focus same with weddings as well like the love goes away and it's all about something else you know so like Christmas had to be in there because it's Christmas is about all of your senses not just your eyes Mm. so like it's how to create that without creating a lot of landfill Mm. and then the dinner party as well like dinner parties can create so much joy but I will have a dinner party for one like just for myself like I like candles napkins everything so it's bringing that joy in and doing something and creating something and these moments like there's magic moments scattered through the book like if you are going to have a bath why not make this like bath bomb yourself instead of going out and buying bath bombs yeah because the thing is Laura like it's called decor galore the essential guide to styling your home but I actually feel like it's about living better like it's not just about you know because people hear decor and as as you've made clear it's not just that Mm -hmm. it's about finding a way to live now you can tell me if I'm wrong here (laughs) finding a way to live in a in a more effective way in a more efficient way and in a way that makes you feel better that makes you happier like it's so far beyond decor like I almost feel like decor is like minimizing it yeah I think I also I would be I guess as like someone who would be let's say like a uh, 
woman who isn't necessarily struggling, like who's uh, some oh, a privileged white woman writing a book on how to live, I would, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Whereas what I do know is the home because I work in it and I do know, I don't know rich homes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it did start out just as a bit of a styling book. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, what's the book I would have loved to have read? Yeah. I would have loved to have dipped in a little bit more because your home hosts your Christmas. Yeah. Your home hosts your dinner parties. Hosts your life. And why should the whole book be full of aspirational pictures? Why can't it be full of drawings? Because drawing sparks imagination. Yeah. When I read a children's book and a kid reads a children's book, we both see the same drawing, but we both imagine different things. Yeah. So that's why there's no photos in there. I'm always asked, no photos in an interior book? Was it a budget thing? I'm like, no, it's an imagination thing. It's yeah. an inclusivity thing. You, I've just drawn a few lines. You decide what you see in that, you know? Yeah. So the book is kind of like a lifestyle kind of a book thing but I'm always very wary to actually say that because I know that lifestyle is different and not by choice for so yeah. many different people this is more turning interior snobbery on its head yeah and reminding people that your home and your decor is not just about how it looks yeah it's about making moments and memories and Christmas does come into that yeah. and dinner parties come into that and bath time comes into yeah. that because your home is an experience for you. Yeah. You know, it's not just a corner that you take pictures for people even though that's what it's turned into, you know? Mm. Well, Laura, <laughs> I will enjoy having this book in my house. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful physical thing as well, which of course would come as no surprise. <laughs> I know every single element of this has been thought through by you. It is so considered and the drawings that you have done are gorgeous. Um, Laura's so talented um, I can't wait to talk to you again as oh, I said I would have you on the show every week if yes, I had my way I would be here don't ever tempt me I'll just show up <laughs> that's Laura DeBarra the book is out now it's called Decor Galore The Essential Guide to Styling Your Home Louise Macchari on 2FM